Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin. Yeah, yeah let's, let's break it down to some Matlock, everybody. I'm into it. That's right. This there you go. This is my show when I was a kid. I grew up watching this one. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Angie Tribeca After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Look at that. We're going to be talking about a lot of great things here, breaking down two episodes of Angie Tribeca. We're going to be finding out why you never reveal a ventriloquist secrets and why you never want to get handcuffed to your partner. That's never a good yeah. thing. All right. I'm Frank Brand. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. And we have reassembled a squad to break down these two episodes. <laughs> Coming up here, right here, on my immediate left here, we've got Nikki Preston. Yes, I'm Nikki Preston. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Nikki Preston TV, and I'm also on Instagram at Nikki.Preston. Next up, we've got the man, the heartthrob, Michael Klaus. <laughs> I, I never know how to respond. I never know how to respond. Take it as a compliment. Yes. I, I will. We'll just take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Twitter at Michael Klaus TV, on Instagram at the only MC, the only one, the only, only one. one. That's right. Still, still, yep. even after last week, nobody's tried to go for the title. <laughs> there right. you go. Had a couple people make an offer, but it wasn't high enough. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, but not leastly, we have Thanks Nadine Delapel. Nadine Delapel. Yep, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nadine DP three. So, Look at that. All right, lucky so number. We're yep. going to be breaking down two episodes this week here. Even though they've done the marathon and they're just kind of starting off re-airing the series again with episode mm-hmm. one, we're going to still keep the, continuing our breakdown. Uh, so we're at episode three right now. Mm-hmm. Kicking off episode three, the ventriloquist did it. They really one gave it away favorites. right off the yeah. bat. Again, yeah. following the, uh, the uh, last week's theme, they, they also just revealed right out of the gate who the, who the, uh, the, the, the criminal is right out of the mm-hmm. box. Mm-hmm. Favorite episode so far, though. I mean, just I the agree. jokes I thought were really good. I thought it flowed really nicely. I was a big fan. Mm-hmm. See, I loved it because I thought it was a topic that not a lot of people or not even a lot of comedians have really touched <laughs> upon, like ventriloquism. Like, it's it's such an interesting thing. Like, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever tried to be a ventriloquist, make your mouth hawk. Mm, I don't know. I can't do it. So no, I've attempted. It was almost there. It was almost there. He's my dog. Talk. <laughs> yes. But I just love the topic of it. So that's why I kind of, I really like this episode. To really get inside the yeah, dirty secrets there. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. A little yeah, into yeah. It. It's one of those things too that like a lot of people maybe have tried to do it and you maybe get made fun of, but the people who can do it, yeah. Yeah. man, you're good. Yeah. Like, I mean, the main person in here, Jeff, Jeff Dunham, Dunham yeah. who mm-hmm. is an actual uh, ventriloquist mm-hmm. and is very skilled and I'm sure makes millions of dollars and for everyone who made fun of him as a child I'm sure he's just laughing at them right now. I know, now. you're right. He was probably like the little dork in school no one would play with him on yep. the playground and, and now look at this and he also brought his real life dummy mm-hmm. Walter in as you, know, mm-hmm. you were telling me and yeah, mm-hmm. it was really cool to see him in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They have big houses. Who knew? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, you always, and you always do a bunch of shows out in Vegas. That always seems to be the, the premier destination. Yeah. If you're mm-hmm. a ventriloquist, you're doing a show out in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it looked 
looked like they were in Vegas, too. I mean, on the show, all the dummies were dressed up, like, in their little showgirl mm-hmm. outfits, mm-hmm. and it was it was very it was very sketchy and very Vegasy. <laughs> <laughs> so we start off the episode with just a little cold open there. We've got uh, a lineup happening inside there. We have an old woman with uh, Tribeca and Giles to identify somebody that did a crime against her. But, of course, they're supposed to be in the uh, in the room watching the uh, the suspect so she can identify him, but they've reversed the two-way mirror. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> Of course. In typical Angie and Giles fashion, they're on the wrong side. They put the the the, the convicts or whoever they're trying to identify on the other side, and so and you see the the two perpetrators. They're both looking at each other like, are these people really the cops that are supposed to be in charge of this right now? Is this really a thing that's happening? Is that an that actual great, fear? Yeah. I'd say it's an actual yeah. fear of if you're actually identifying someone. In a oh, serious a crime. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah I've no. always thought about that. Luckily, I've never had to be in that situation before. But I was like, I would never want to. I'd be. Are afraid. you on the other side of the mirror? <laughs> I'm actually the one on the other side of the mirror. I'll show you my mugshot after. It's, it's, it's kind of cute. I put it up against some of the best of them, like Lindsay Lohan. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. You take a little Super time to like, prep yourself yeah, for it. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's right. That, I mean, that photo is going to be around a long time. So you want to look know, good for that. I know. Now people one. are going to blackmail me with it. But yeah. So that kicks into the opening credit, and again, we have one of our recurring themes here was somebody screaming through the course mm-hmm. of the intro when we come out we see it's a cop with the finger in the file cabinet uh-huh. there mm-hmm. and they find out about a murder of a ventriloquist Alan Parsons guys Alan Parsons mm-hmm. he's dead mm-hmm. that's a shame mm-hmm. yeah so they go to the scene which I love that they just have the ventriloquist and the dummy just laid right next to yeah. each other in the same position <laughs> yeah. which I thought was fantastic and we see again the rookie cop puking at just yep. the tragedy of that <laughs> scene yeah. always mm-hmm. tough to but see but we also We're- saw too here a theme that we saw was that the um you think he's dead and then his eyes open again. Yeah. So it's always yes. like these dead bodies or these murders they're trying to solve. They're actually still alive but then they still go and pretend that they're dead. I don't well, because like, it was almost like they're trying to close the eyes of the dummy. So it mm-hmm. guy kept on pushing yeah. it and kept on popping open. Same thing with the human too. Yeah. Kept on pushing yeah. it and kept popping open. Something that you see in yeah. so many TV shows or whatever when someone dies and oh, let's just honor them and close yeah. their eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love it. That's just a theme that they keep putting through every episode mm-hmm. now. which is just- And that's why I love the show because there's so many cop shows out there and mm-hmm. I'm not into all that serious drama, but I mean, even though they do it seriously, it's something you could laugh at for a half hour. And I just love Sarah Chalk in the show. I mean, the oh, guests yes. that they have on every week are just so amazing. And I mean, when when she was doing her whole OCD thing, nose, nose, eyes, ears, go. Like <laughs> I was, that was by far, I thought my favorite part of the whole episode. Yes, well, what they 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 find out they want to talk to, to Sarah Chalk for that because it leads up to one of Nadine's favorite jokes in this entire episode. Yes, for, yes, my favorite joke. It was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm laughing thinking about it right now. <laughs> you go, oh, yeah, Mr. Parsons was married to, uh, hang on, I got it here. Starts slipping through the notebook and goes, Mrs. Parsons. <laughs> I just find it was just such like a corny joke and it's just my favorite. That's what I adore. So, well, it was yeah. just nice with the, the folding and the folding. And yeah, the fo- just yes. going through yeah. and through and through. Builds, um, builds, builds. And then Mrs. Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Giles and Rebecca go over to uh, Mrs. Parsons' house, but they have a little moment mm-hmm. right outside there where... Uh, they have a little flashback with Giles. They find out that he's got a really close association with ventriloquism. Mm-hmm. Takes after episode two where she had a connection. Yes. Now he has a connection. So we get to see a little flashback of young young Giles there. There's young Jay there. Uh, flashback originally when he was 12, thinking about when he was seven. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was a nice intro into that. Yeah. Uh, so he has his first for- foray into uh, ventriloquism and mm-hmm. fails because he did the cardinal sin of ventriloquism. You moved your mouth mm-hmm. while you were on stage. And that's a that's a no-no. Yeah. I mean, did you guys ever want to ever practice that when you were a kid at all? Or like, would that be a fun gift to get if your parents had given that to you when you were seven? Because I don't know what I would have done. I don't yeah. like. I said I have tried before. I failed. But I don't know as a kid if that's what I really would have wanted. Or 
I think for me it was like yeah, I I think I, I kind of dabbled with it, but it's only for the sense like I wanted to be able to have that skill immediately. The fact okay. that I have to like, yeah. work at it and train like nah, forget about yeah, it. I can't so then, then if I could get, take the puppet right out of the box and then start doing throw my voice, yeah. I couldn't do it. Then it's like you, nah, you don't want to have to go through the point where you're getting teased about it. You want to <laughs> skip right to the Jeff Dunham level where you yeah. make yes, millions exactly. of dollars and you have your own show. Doesn't everyone want to do that? Just become the all star, yeah. the you know the most successful yeah. MVP of every sport. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it more of like a guys thing too? Like you never really see women ventriloquists as much. At least I don't. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I haven't really researched them mm-hmm. like Giles has or anyone enough yeah. to, to know if there's <laughs> more <laughs> male or female dominated industry. I'm hit, hit not really Google positive. Up, Google up here, top female. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I thought I was saying in his flashback when he was uh, showing when he was seven and then until he went when he was twelve as well. Just uh, being a ventriloquist or trying to, he would look at the stats. They made it into a whole baseball thing. <laughs> yes. Like you're talking all about. He knew all the stats. The yeah, beat quiz. Like he yeah. had the whole chart. Like. Yeah. It was like yeah. it was baseball or some like football thing, which I thought was very interesting. It made it into like a sport, and I never yeah. thought of that. As which was, I mean, it says a lot. Obviously, you learn. I mean, I like how they're doing this because you learn about the character, and you're learning about you know obviously who he becomes, and so it says a lot about him. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Now we're talking about like childhood dreams there. I mean, we've seen Tribeca. I uh, have some flashbacks as well, especially in this episode about mm-hmm. her childhood dream uh, being a magician that kind of fails. Mm-hmm. How about you guys? Anybody, anybody have a childhood dream that you've kind of pursued, but then you had to be like, no, nah, I, I kind of gave up that, uh, that you always regret? I mean, my childhood dream, it was really weird. I wanted to be a judge. I loved, like, Judge Judy so much. I don't know why. I was a little Ooh. kid. I thought she was hilarious, and I didn't really know anything of what was going on in the show. All I knew she was yelling at people, and I was like, I want to do that as a kid. Or as a kid, when I grow up, I want to be a judge. I want to be a lawyer. Have you ever and, had the opportunity um, to bang the gavel? Uh, no. I mean, like, when I played pretend and stuff yeah okay. obviously I'm the one that ruled the school children no I'm just kidding <laughs> no but yeah I always wanted to be a judge and there's a, a funny story of when I don't know if you guys ever remember the show Molly in the Comfy House or in the Comfy no. Couch no. not Comfy House Comfy oh, Couch Comfy Couch yeah yes. sorry Comfy House That's Comfy Couch there. but I remember she was coming to the mall and my my mom and I we went there and we and then it happened to be over they put the wrong time in the newspaper all this stuff and I was like five or six and my mom always tells me the story I guess I went up to the manager and I said when I grow up I'm gonna become a lawyer I'm gonna sue you when wow I was five right? or six. <laughs> so I wanted to always do that but nope not anymore here I am here's what I do <laughs> you're stuck with this so that was yeah, my weird like, childhood dream I think you made the right choice yeah. <laughs> How about you, Michael? Um, I, I was a guy growing up. I mean, I wanted to be a professional athlete, mm-hmm. obviously. But, yeah. I, you know, weird confession. Kind of like ventriloquism. 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 Okay. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. one of those. Skip past that. Magic. I've always loved magic. So mm-hmm. I think I had a magic set or two when oh. I was younger. I don't know. I, it's it's fun. fun. It yeah, no, fun. my it's brother impressive. does it. Actually, my brother took it really? up later on. Yeah, like in his 20s. And we gather around for the holidays. He actually like can hide cards in Christmas trees and in like oranges. And it, it's really, a, he's very, very amazing. He learned from YouTube just watching other magicians. Wow. Does he reveal the secrets to you or no? No, he doesn't. He will not let me know. Not <laughs> even me. And I mean, we're tight. So uh. I'm just, I'm some, someday I'm just going to like end up trying to, Hide and, and see what he's doing, and you know, I, I, I gotta figure it out. You know, I imagine he gets to your family's house early, sneaks mm-hmm. in, puts all the cards on the Christmas tree, plants everything he, ahead of time, he sneaks does. into the pantry, gets them in the oranges. Yep, I know. One day he's like, Okay, those are my oranges, don't touch them, you know, please don't eat them. And I was just like, Okay, why are you like telling me this? Didn't think anything about it. And then later on in the day, I figured out why because he had a card stuck in the middle of the orange. But uh, <laughs> well, there you go. Mm-hmm. How about you, Frank? Uh, it would have been uh, a stunt man. I always thought that would be cool to be a stunt man mm. growing up. Yeah. 
uh, I don't know. I, I guess because you know my dad had always uh, plays old movies like uh, like Hooper and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The old all the stunt guys, and he loved uh, the Fall Guy and stuff with Lee Majors. Mm-hmm. So I, for some reason, I thought being a stunt guy would be cool. You get to do all this cool. Yeah. You get to fall from tall heights, uh, tall heights. You get to crash cars and all that stuff. And then I, you know, I don't know, I just got really fat. Broken so. legs, broken yeah. arms. Are you an adrenaline yes. junkie? You like that? I do you love like adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. The skydiving, things like that. I love doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Me Where too. I went skydiving. I love it. All that stuff repelled off a building. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. you guys here. Now, uh, we'll, we'll yeah. go, we'll do uh, the next episode. Oh. We're going to do it right from uh, as we skydive, guys. It'll be really yeah. exciting. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Live, live yeah. in the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyone watching it, reach out. We'd love to hear. Uh, yeah. If you wanted to do something as a kid, you've seen our Twitter handles. Join the conversation. Yeah. Hashtag ABTV, uh, ABTV Tribeca. Yeah. Uh, like us on Facebook. Like us on iTunes there. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us. Uh, join the chat. Yeah, get yeah, in the chat. We want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Find out your childhood dreams, things that you didn't pursue that you now regret. We won't make fun of you. Mm-hmm. No, no. Uh, just no. a little bit, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a chuckle, but we're yeah. laughing with you. Yeah, with you. Exactly. That's the key word. <laughs> so they get to Mrs. Parsons' house, and they and they talk to her, and I love just the, the decoration there for Mrs. Brown, uh, Mrrs. Parsons' house, because you see all the framed photos of all the different ventriloquist dummies mm-hmm. just in the background, which I thought was just nice and creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they find out that she's got OCD. Yeah. As like he was yes, saying there. Yes, my favorite part. I, I jumped the gun there earlier, but it was my favorite part of the show. <laughs> yeah. But that my, my favorite part, though, was that uh, uh, Mrs. Parsons was fine with that, her husband, because she knew that uh, uh, she could deal with the mistresses and the long hours mm-hmm. and the drugs. Uh, that was part of the, <laughs> yeah. part of the yeah. deal if you're going to be together with, with a ventriloquist. Yeah, it was just one more way that they're showing they're like, creating these ventriloquists. We <laughs> had like, these huge NBA stars or these base MLB <laughs> stars, you know, that Somewhere, like rockers. The women are yeah. going to be around, you know. Somewhere in America, yeah. some little kids watching the show. Like, yeah, forget. I don't want to be a major league baseball player. Ventriloquist. Yeah. Yeah. They just they just threw down the basketball and they picked up the, That's the, right. the dummy. That's it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and when we get back to the precinct, I, we have another one that since this is the episode that we taped for the marathon, they have uh, they worked in Ford last episode mm-hmm. for the product placement. This time they do a nice little riff with Snickers. I love that Snickers part. Snickers pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes. It really satisfies, guys. I don't know if you really? picked that up. It really satisfies. <laughs> it really satisfies. <laughs> and they went back and forth for a while on that. What I thought was funny about that was if you saw the car that they were driving in now, because it wasn't like a Ford, it was just some like rickety maroon typical cop car. <laughs> because Ford isn't like what they're sponsoring Ford now, so out. now they show up in this no. horrible car. <laughs> but they're eating the best candy now, so now they have their Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, they find out that uh, they uh, they have a, a suspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Dion Cole goes in there and interrogates him and uses this great. I thought it was a, a nice little delivery mm-hmm. there without using a bunch of board games that he kept mm-hmm. them tying into all the interrogation. Yeah. I like, got to see more of him. Yes, I mean yes. that's something we mentioned last ep- last week was that we wanted to see more of these other characters, and we did get to see him more tonight. I think in both episodes. And it was good, and I said uh, he's more of a bad cop, whereas you look at Angie and Jay, and they're really a good cop. So you mm-hmm. have the good cop, bad cop dilemma going on right now, and mm-hmm. he's really iron mm-hmm. fist. Yeah. Exactly. I really want to see more of the dog, though. I really, yeah. I yeah. think if you're going to put the dog in the show, don't just put him in for like a second or two. I know that in this episode, the only part he was in was when they were at the printer or... Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was typing away. And yeah, he, there was a printer mishap sent yeah. it to the wrong place. <laughs> all of that happened. But yeah, it's funny. It's comical. The dog's a part of the team. He's in yeah. the police force. Mm-hmm. Show him more. Be have him be more of a character, you know. Have him have more. Even though he doesn't speak, he can have Tanner making more jokes with him. Mm-hmm. So I know it's only a half hour, but I just want to see more of the puppy. <laughs> Steve Carell, Steve Carell, put the puppy know. in. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I think they'll get him in because now that they're showing more Tanner, they got to mm-hmm. show his partner too. So I think in time Hopefully. we'll see more of the dog. And he always does the same thing I do. I'm I'm known for always like sending copies to the the wrong printer. So <laughs> that was like totally me. <laughs> I was the dog in that episode. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Well, then uh, Giles goes down to uh, with Dr. Schultz and they do the uh, the autopsy of uh, what, with the, the dummy, which I thought that was a great <laughs> take of that. So they put on the mask, they put yep. on the face mask, and then they just use a chain or a little saw and they cut into it. And just the, mm-hmm. the sawdust that's flying yeah. into their face that whole time. <laughs> Was fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, and they find um, a uh, thumb drive. Thumb, yeah. a little, a little, little thumb drive. Of course yes. they did. Of course they're going to do that. You're going to talk about a thumb drive, and they would. I just, they're my. I love that they stay on the same track at least. You know, with all these corny <laughs> jokes, like a thumb drive. No. We're going to put a thumb on the drive. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah, it embraces stupidity. Of yeah, it. exactly. Yes. If you're going to do it, do it well. You know. Yeah, that's uh, that leads us to our Doctor uh, Edelweiss uh, uh, appearance this episode with his uh, ailment of the week. Mm-hmm. Everyone's mm-hmm. favorite disabled doctor. Mm-hmm. Yes, coming with two broken arms. Exactly. Uh, in full in full cast, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, to only realize that he just like shakes him off. Yeah. So yeah, and he does what he does last time too. He does the joke for like one second, yep. just to show everyone, and then just okay, goes back into who he actually is. So, I mean, what's going to happen next week? I don't know. <laughs> what should we do? Know do? that one? Okay. Yeah, the week after. <laughs> yeah. And we were talking about his character too, because on IMDb they were saying that he was only going to be in three episodes. Three, now it says seven. Yeah, so I think maybe you know. Check back next week. It'll mm-hmm. be ten. There you go. I know. Hopefully the whole season yeah. and season two maybe. For those yeah. of you that placed a lot of bets because you thought it was three, based on Michael's uh, comment last week, just you know, tell him how you feel there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ha, hashtag ABTV to back. I'll make it up to you somehow. <laughs> Take you out for ice cream. Oh, wow. Oh, what a deal, guys. All right. Oh, wow. A man of my word. Everyone loves ice cream. See, we all yes. freaked out just now about ice cream. Like, oh, ice, ice cream. cream. I forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. That was a good bargaining chip. By the way, after last episode, I did go and get some Briar's Reese's ice cream when I was at the grocery store. Did you? Yeah. It's Aww. basically gone. You didn't come over to my house with it? I thought that was kind of the plan. You were going to come over. We were, I was supposed to supply the ice cream. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So on the thumb drive, they find a, a, a memoir by mm-hmm. Alan Parsons about the, uh, the, uh, all the sort of details of being a ventriloquist, all the inside secrets, mm-hmm. things you're not supposed to reveal to the public. But he did that. He put it all in a book. Mm-hmm. So uh, somebody's got to go through that book, though, and find out like you know any uh, clues to who could possibly have committed this crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they leave it up to Dr. Scholes. She mm-hmm. gets stuck with doing that. In a bathtub. Mm-hmm. In a bathtub. I think this is probably my favorite part of the entire episode because <laughs> it just it completely just shows just men being men, exactly. sort of. Men hear that this woman is down in a bathtub, and so you see them all come and pretend that they're doing different things down in her off in her medical lab, basically. <laughs> yeah. And obviously you see the lieutenant pretend he's on his phone, it's really a stapler. You even see one of the convicts that's still arrested, and he made his way down there <laughs> yeah. with handcuffs behind his back, and they're all trying to check her out, see what's going on underneath those bubbles there. Um, I think this show really personifies one of my favorite lines in that there's a little truth in every sarcasm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this okay. is so much sarcasm in this entire show and everything they're making fun of, but there's a little truth. Everyone mm-hmm. can look back and be like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd make an I excuse can, to I go down there. Was that what you were thinking? You're like, yeah. I'd make an excuse to go down there. I, <laughs> Sarcasm. But then the best part, though, when she gets out of the tub, she's fully clothed. Yeah. All the guys, everyone's all disappointed. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so just, no one came out to actually see her, yeah. obviously, but they were looking for her. Mm-hmm. Disappointed, they leave. It's just, you know, the male typical <laughs> exactly. You guys, taking over. Geez. Hey, this is, as Jerry Burns said, this is disappointing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so they, uh, the, the, uh, the idea that Fisher Price, who's the, I guess, the, uh, the world's greatest ventriloquist, mm-hmm. uh, according to, uh, to, to, to Giles, uh, so they go to his place. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. which I love that. Uh, as we mentioned, as Nikki was mentioning there, yes, it's a party there. All the, uh, the a lot of lady, uh, Federico's <laughs> dummies all lined up dressed really sexy in lingerie, <laughs> mm-hmm. all posted on, uh, guys' elbow, or uh, knees and stuff. So they making go there. Out, yeah. yeah. Making out. <laughs> they were, yes. they were. Can we just discuss that his name is Fisher Price though? Yes. And the fact yes. that they already in the show are showing all the games, uh, mm-hmm. when Tanner was interrogating, it's showing all these games and Fisher Price is involved. So, sorry, a another, toy theme. Another sponsor. Yeah, right. another sponsor. Yeah. Snickers had or some challenge. Fisher Price should pay up. It's so, I love it. The theme just, you know, flows very well. So they did a good job with that. Mm. And they, they noticed that there's, uh, that he's, he got a band-aid one of his fingers yeah. there, right there. That's they, had, they had identified earlier that there was, uh, had might had a splinter. Mm-hmm. And so, makes sense. Him with a band-aid. And, and I love that the splitter because they, as Dr. Schultz called it, it was a defensive wound on the, on the dummy, <laughs> which I like that. So I, <laughs> the defensive wound on the, on the dummy. <laughs> yep. Okay. Sure. <laughs> it's a workplace danger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they figure they have, uh, they have their suspect, but they don't have any proof. Mm-hmm. So the only way they can get that is that they gotta go undercover and they gotta go to, uh, uh, Fisher Press's show, which, uh, 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 Giles says, like, no way you could get in there. It's been sold out for four years. <laughs> and I think probably my, oh, gosh, I, I don't know if it's my second favorite or my favorite bit, but it's when he does the phone call on the hand. Because mm-hmm. you see so many people doing that, and then it turns out it's a, it really works. It's, it turns into a big hand phone, and it's uh, talking to the lady on the other end who's got a hand right next to her face. Why is it, why, 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 for me? why do we do that? Is he, why do we do this and actually, <laughs> like, pretend <laughs> to <laughs> Do you, do we do it with these two fingers or these two? I'm the outside the- do. Oh, my friend, do it that way. We're doing it I wrong. guess they don't do it enough. <laughs> I, I've, seen it, I've seen it both ways, so you're not alone. I think it's like I would the, say this minority. is the antenna. <laughs> that's the antenna. It's the antenna, and then this is that a is the 90s phone? phone? Yes. No, this it's the one I when I was a kid, time. and that's all there was, okay? <laughs> I haven't updated it to the iPhone. Just hold like that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm more like the hang loose kind of guy, like that. Yeah. That's yeah. why I've always had to my phones that way. Yeah. Yeah. It was too much for me. That joke, I was, uh, I'm like, no, I'm not I'm not feeling no. it. I'm sorry. Oh. I just I couldn't feel oh. that all right. I was like, uh. Well, this is the last episode that Nikki will be on. Yeah, that's it. Goodbye, guys. That's it. Uh, so they, uh, the only way they can get into the show now is they've got to go undercover, and they decide to pose as the opening act mm-hmm. for that. Which I like that, just the, the way they get through security. The guy, this man in the back door, uh, we're, we're we're here to perform the show. Are you really? Yeah, we are. Okay, just yeah. makes sense. He's like, <laughs> you never know. There's a lot of crazies out there. Just <laughs> so casual, love it. Mm-hmm. Just so typical of them. And uh, to make sure, uh, because uh, Giles fail, failed so miserably as a child, that flashback really haunts him there. That he's afraid to go on stage. Mm. Rebecca says, "I'll be your your dummy that you can use mm-hmm. for this." <laughs> so, yeah, I think that was great. Though. That right there just shows a moment between the two of them, though. That she's there for him. She's gonna have his back. She's gonna give him this confidence, this motivation to go on stage to get, you know, to get over his fears. And yep. um, I just think that that's a, an interesting dynamic that just shows how their relationship is getting a lot stronger. Maybe feelings, t- some type yeah. of feelings yeah. that they'll show. You and know? I feel like that was the first time that she truly was there for him because so many times he's telling her like a traumatic story. Like earlier on in the episode, he was telling her about that story, and she leaves the car. <laughs> And like goes and gets a hot dog or something. Yeah. So finally, mm-hmm. by the end of the episode, it shows that she is showing a little more feelings, I think, towards him. And I'm really excited to see the two of them progress. And uh, hopefully, sooner than later, we see some kissing or, or well, some action or shared a kiss earlier yeah. before they went on yeah. stage. Didn't happen though. But I think yeah, we're getting close. Oh. Oh. I want their relationship to work out. So mm-hmm. I think we're on the same page yeah. with that. We want to see it happen. But I can't yeah. imagine that this kiss is going to be anything like, oh my god, that was exactly like oh, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. There's no way this is a traditional love story in any no, sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
But after our first two episodes where it was really just like uh, I was going into Rebecca to really like help her out getting over the her, mm-hmm. her doomed marriage there with James Franco or even before when he was, she was reluctant to take on another partner. Mm-hmm. It's always been more like her issues that have always been the core of it. But now it's mm-hmm. kind of nice to flip the dynamic and just see that as you're saying Nikki that he's that she is there for him this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean she's had what 236 other partners all who have had a romantic thing with her. I don't mm-hmm. think that's all been one sided. So yeah. maybe she always plays hard to get. I mean she is a woman. So no. in, I got a right. He did tell the precinct that she's a girl okay. this episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. I had, to, I had to say it. Okay. I had to it's make okay. the All right, joke. keep talking. Keep uh, talking. Uh-oh. It's okay. No. I'm gonna <laughs> stop talking on that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he uh, thanks to Rebecca's yeah. help, he succeeds. Yep. He's able to uh, get get that crowd that uh, crowd's applause that he didn't get as a mm-hmm. child there after and one line. After one yep. line, and then uh, Fisher Price comes out uh, and Walter shoots her. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so luckily she had a bulletproof uh, bustier uh, brazier on. Yeah, yeah. So. I wear that all the time. Yep. Yeah, you always wear your bow. Yes. Obviously, you never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. And my favorite part was Giles actually put. Angie's hand on her like heart where she got shot. It took me like two times before I noticed that. He actually pretended that was his dummy. Yeah. She actually <laughs> took it that far as the dummy. But uh, yeah, and uh, Giles uh, is going to uh, arrest him. Uh, basically, just throw the gun out. But it actually uh, stops him by saying that he, he performed the cardinal sin. He actually had his mouth moving. And mm-hmm. that's, yep. And then Walter just tips over. That yep. was it. Yep. That like, was it. Then it's done. Obviously, yep. you know. Oh, that's the episode. That was the that was that's the end. How of they that caught him. There you go. Yeah, that they caught him. It. They saved the day there. Yeah. And then Angie does a little magic trick at the end. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that that shows also what we were talking about before about how it's normally been about her and her mm-hmm. past and stuff. How we had we saw all these flashbacks of her and her past, but she never talked about it at all. Mm-hmm. And then she just proved that she was very good and her, about her yeah. dream, I guess, at the end. That's all you basically saw of it. But yeah, I think on on her level that she held back more. I think it's because she is starting to care a little bit more mm-hmm. about him. Yeah. So. so. I, I, I actually I agree with Michael. Probably yeah, probably my favorite episode so far. I had a lot of good stuff yeah. that I enjoyed in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how about you guys at Nikki? Uh, I enjoyed the episode. Um, it, it definitely was one of my favorites. Like I said, I love the OCD part with Sarah Chalk, and um, there were just so many good parts. The the dolls, yeah. So I, I definitely put it up there, but. Um, I think I think the second one was probably my favorite episode, to be honest. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna get into that. All right, mm-hmm. Nadine. Um, yeah, I like the episode. Um, like what I said earlier, I think just because I love the theme of it, I love yeah. the topic. It's something we don't really discuss that much, and and I find it intriguing. So I think because of that, I I give them a, an A plus for the theme that they put through it. So if there was a real twelve hundred page memoir about yeah. the inside secrets of ventriloquism, I would read that so hard. <laughs> it's so it's just like you would read that if it was about a magician or magic tricks, right? Don't you? Aren't you curious? I'm just so. Curious. Curious. Michael's nice. Like, yeah. Aren't you Even curious though, about yeah. it? <laughs> I, I would see if there's what spark notes. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll write the spark Where, notes. You can pay me later. Where's the It'll Wikipedia article? I'll go through it. <laughs> Well, as Nikki said, her favorite, favorite episode that we watched today was this next episode we're going to talk about. Episode mm-hmm. four, mm-hmm. The Thumb mm-hmm. Affair. Dun, dun, dun. Starring uh, John Michael Higgins as, mm-hmm. as our... Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, as both uh, playing a dual role. Mm-hmm. Twin brothers in this episode there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it starts off, they're at a gallery. They're looking at this great painting called Thumb. Uh, they've got a lot of protection, a lot of security, because it's such a famous painting. They've got you know velvet ropes. They've got a sign that says, do not touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that would really deter a thief mm-hmm. from stealing it. Mm-hmm. But not so, because uh, somebody posing as a Cupid statue uh, hops off and takes his, takes the painting and absconds with it. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, we were asking, dun. does that work? Does anyone you know actually listen to the velvet ropes or the no flash photography? Not right? at Nobody. all. 
I mean, I a little, I don't know, a little bit. When I'm there, my heart races a little when I see that. With the vel- I mean, I would never jump over. Would you jump over that and go touch the painting? Or would you honestly, well, honestly In my heyday, do I've done some dares. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't do if that. If no one's there and there's like... Yeah, something. I'm probably not a painting because I feel like I could maybe like the oils and I could actually destroy it. Yeah, statue or something. Yeah, I've definitely touched a statue where I'm not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely <laughs> jumped over and definitely, definitely taken pictures of paintings and other pictures in the museum. Mm-hmm. I I can't help myself. I almost got kicked out for doing that, but I still have the pictures. So, so that's not uh, what the mugshot was from? worth it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> uh, that's why. That's why I was taken away. A friend of mine actually <laughs> took her shoe off and just threw it like near one of like a paintings, and people were walking around thinking. That was part of like the show. I thought it was art. And she was filming that, <laughs> and she posted it. It was the best video ever. People were stopping and looking around and like looking, seeing if the sign matched. And it was just a shoe. That's awesome. What a great commentary was, this artist is making. Oh, it was oh, wonderful. Is, what do you think the meaning is behind that? Yeah, mm. right. Look at those laces there. The yeah. way that it falls. It's just, well, it was uh, over at the. Uh, I had a chance to go to the Sistine Chapel, and there, uh, I don't know if you guys have been, but there's somebody in that room as you're walking in under in the cathedral that just keeps constantly saying at the top of their lungs, "No pictures, no pictures." Uh, so nobody takes it, but I, you know, you just basically just like keeping your fam- camera really low, just like blending in with the crowd. So it's like really like some shots of the Sistine Chapel, but then just a lot of people because I'm shooting up from. Yeah. It, so it's like that's mm, not the best shots. But you try. You can, yeah. I try, guys. You, you, you do the yeah, sneaky do, thing do. where you like hit the volume. Is it volume down or volume up? Which takes the picture on the iPhone? Down. Oh, yeah. volume yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do that, or you're just like holding it and just. You just do that. Is that what you do? Are you a sneak <laughs> picture taker? Yeah. Should we be cautious now? Right? I do that I've when it's a celebrity. I was at a club with Justin Bieber, and I was trying the whole like, "Oh, I'm not taking a picture of you." No. Yeah, and he totally knew. He knew what was the bodyguards knew. They like tried to rip my phone out of my hand. They were oh, they wow. were serious. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Even in a club, like it wasn't like we were at Justin Bieber's house. We were at a club, and still they would not let anyone take pictures of Justin. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Be careful with that. You want to keep your phones at I know, exactly. clubs and museums. You to get those taken away. Uh, so for this episode, we have our first kind of change from uh, our traditional running joke, where somebody's screaming. Usually, it's one of the cops screaming yeah. for this. But this it was the uh, one of the museum tour guides there. She starts screaming, and that kicks us into the theme song there. Mm-hmm. And her scream kind of carries us through. So a little change from the form there, but it's kind of nice. I feel like uh, we saw a little bit of a blooper reel too as well. So I feel like along the further episodes, we're gonna have other people screaming as well. It seems like mm-hmm. we had a little cut gag of other people screaming. So looks like we'll be passing the mic, so to speak, for all these screams. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but then we uh, and then of course we have the cop puking uh, at this traumatic scene. <laughs> Which I pointed out is that it, going back to episode one, Angie says to that same rookie cop, don't worry, you'll get over it. The first time. I'd love that you remembered never, that. That's yes. so and he weird. never has gotten over it. No, it's, it's traumatic. God, that's traumatic. There's a painting missing. That's yeah. How could that's you like- not... Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw up over that. But I think it's funny that we're just talking about a painting, and they're more serious about catching the criminal than any other of the episodes we've seen so far. Any of the murderers. I mean, we'll we'll get to it later, but they get all you know, all the SWAT team in. It's just like crazy how they're overreacting so much over this painting. But that's that's what the show is. You know, they definitely go crazy when they're not supposed to, and, and you know. You know how they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, we see that the Cupid statue is also missing. And uh, as the museum uh, personnel point out, that that was donated by Dr. Zayas. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. that it's gone as well. So I feel like Dr. Zayas uh, from uh, Planet of the Apes. But nobody ever really, I don't feel like there were any good touches about the Dr. Zayas. I, I was expecting mm-hmm. to do some kind of plays on that with the Planet of the Apes. But nothing that, nothing mm-hmm. that ever really happened. That's this where episode. it sounds familiar. Yeah. Especially that Simpsons at the song uh, for the Planet of the Apes musical, Rock Me Dr. Zayas. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that, uh, but yeah. I, yeah, never happened. Yeah. So uh, basically, though, we find out that Angie, though, has got a soft spot, or she's really, uh, this really sensitive subject for her, talking about art, and especially uh, Thumb. Mm-hmm. And we find yeah. out that when uh, we get another flashback, mm-hmm. another of uh, Angie back in the young days, uh, she was an art student in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was a great part when she was just trying to be so European and, you know, and she was wearing her little beret and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the guy was like an English guy. And he goes, that was the weirdest first day of my life. <laughs> um, it's just typical Angie just going over the top for everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, yeah, we see the thumb was actually, she was dating the artist. She was dating, that was her boyfriend. Carpaccio McGuffin. Yeah, Carpaccio. Yeah. Yes. He's an Italian Irishman. Or Scottishman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So. Uh, rubbing bananas all over each other's faces, <laughs> all that kind of great stuff so that you do when sexy. you're young. Oh when you're in love, yeah, yes. Exactly. In black and white. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It, was, yeah. it was at least what? a fade color. It wasn't straight color. No, they, they just showed that oh, it was flashback yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like you know, it was great like you know, black and white Vignette French movies. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've never once, I don't know, I've, I've never gotten into like, oh, we're going to get really uh, secretive. <laughs> never like uh, food play with anybody that I'm in, involved in a relationship really? with. Really? Like, yeah, never like, yeah, I don't know. You got to try it. Strawberries, bananas. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, all right. As, as always, Nikki. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Well, no, it's, it's cute. I've been eating ice cream, and I'll, like, throw it on their face, just joking at the store or something. You know, just something cute like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, wait. Like, we're at an ice cream shop. Did we just oh, finish, like oh, I was going to say, we just finished with at the store. Yeah. <laughs> just no, open up the cabinet and just take it. <laughs> you know, just something cute. Like, you just, I don't know, that type of stuff, but nothing. nothing just crazy. throwing ice cream on a... Yeah, yeah. just taking handfuls yeah, and just chucking it. <laughs> Demolishing yeah. them. It's like at the wedding cream. with the cake. Just yeah, that's exactly what it is. Well, Valentine's Day is coming up. I recommend everyone, you know, get some chocolates, <laughs> strawberries, right. whipped cream. You okay, know, oh, see what the night takes you. Yeah, All I don't right. like yes. that at weddings, though, with the cake when they do it. Yeah, that's like, you have to be. That's like you're like the best day or the day where everyone's eyes are yeah. on you. Like the most important day, sort of, of your uh, mm-hmm. physical career life, yeah. <laughs> I would say. Everyone's looking at you. Uh, right, so and now you're not, not mess up the makeup no, and any of that. Not at a wedding, no. Okay. When I'm so in a I'm in a little cafe or something. There's ice cream, yeah. You know, that's about it. But not at a wedding. No, at the store. My cousin's wedding, they really slammed cake in each other's faces. I mean, she had it all over. Uh, I would have killed my husband after that. I've seen it getting the hair before, and it's like, come on now. Yeah. You spent hours on your makeup, Mm -hmm. getting your hair done. Like, no. You don't want to ruin any of Not at all. I got to figure, because as much as it's like the happiest day of your life, it's also one of the most tension-filled, because you've planned the whole day. You want to make sure everything goes perfect for not just yourself, but everybody else is there. you got a lot of pressure on yourself. So all of a sudden somebody jams cake in your face I yeah. figure that just probably much sets you off for the rest of the night like yeah. this and it's the person that you love too yeah. it's the person you're supposed <laughs> to like be with the rest of your life now and then you're just gonna start off being angry at them the entire night I think you need to talk about it ahead of time oh, like how far to. are we gonna take this you yeah. know just a little bit on the cheek or are we going yeah. you know all for Full it force. Yeah. I like that breaking it down yeah, like alright you can touch here here and here what are your limits yes. where are your boundaries <laughs> what is your cake safe word you wanna know that yes <laughs> Uh, so uh, they find out, though, that uh, uh, they think that uh, Dr. Zayas says that uh, Randy may uh, be involved with this. So they go to Randy's apartment, mm-hmm. Randy's twin brother of Dr. Zayas, who's kind of an idiot, as Dr. Zayas says. Yeah, real, real dumb-dumb. So he's got the tiniest, tiniest apartment right. ever. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I love also that's obviously played by the same character. And yeah. we, just, uh, we haven't really discussed the, the guest star on here, that it was just, once again, they just nailed it out of the yeah. John Michael Higgins. John Michael Higgins. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously he's a huge comedian, been in everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love the fact that he played two separate characters in this because I don't know I just love him as a, as an actor yeah I think now, now speaking of people who love John Michael Higgins uh, mm-hmm. Michael right yeah. here had an opportunity I, to, to be did. really up close and personal so John it was Michael actually Higgins. on Tuesday last Tuesday 
he was on set. We were working on Two Broke Girls, and he was literally right next to me. And I had already watched episode four, and so I knew that he was the main guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, if only we could get him on here. I was like trying to plan out how I could talk to him. And it was like get him right here next on the to show? him. Yeah, yeah, I was trying okay. to get him on the show. To be, you know, sit, we want to bring on a guest. And yeah. it was never an opportunity to be like, hey. So, oh, no. do you want to come on this show? There was never a good opportunity. And he was going over his lines in his head. I could tell he was focused. Yeah. And I didn't want to be that guy that interrupted the focus. And then he messes up the actual show that he's on. Oh, my And then gosh. there's no chance of him coming Ever on our coming, show. You made the wise decision. But you had it all written down already. Like, I you had were prepared. a piece of paper that I was going to slip him Ooh. if I had, like, five seconds. <laughs> like, here's things to say. Michael Klaus, After Buzz, Angie Tribeca, piece of paper. <laughs> there you go. That's what we got. Maybe next time. Maybe next time you'll sneak on sets wherever else he's yep. working and you can try to get I'll, the same piece I'll of paper. I'll get lucky enough to be on the same set as a future yeah. enemy yes. in the show. There you and go. Oh, yes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I like that uh, Angie arrests uh, Randy, though, for Grand Theft Auto. Yes, <laughs> I have that down. That's, like, one yes. of my favorite lines. <laughs> but can we talk about the painting that's in Randy's yeah. apartment, too? The, the switcheroo painting? I just yes. love that. I thought that was actually hilarious. Because you look at it, and you're like, what would that be called? And then it says a switcheroo. It's just, like, classic. Oh, it's a, a, a giant kangaroo painting. And instead of the face, though, we have a light switch. Yeah. So that was mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. yeah, it was wonderful. Kanger, I was... What did they say? A kanger light or something yes. like that at first? And, like, no, yeah. it's a switcheroo. Yeah, exactly. Because everyone's looking yeah. at it. Like, what is that called? So true, and then you get it, and then it clicks like light bulb, ding, yeah. you know, you get it. So I thought it was a great joke. And Gals wants to buy it, but he's like, No, nah, you don't want this terrible painting. Yes. Yeah. Little do we know. Foreshadowing. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Dun, dun, dun. And I love it how he goes to the bathroom, too, and they're in this tiny little place. <laughs> there isn't even another door. They're just like standing there waiting for him to finish. It was just <laughs> yeah. one of those awkward bathroom moments. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was interesting because the apartment was so small. And um, it reminded me more of a New York apartment, yes. not so mm-hmm. much of an L.A. apartment that you yes. would normally see in L.A. That's why I didn't really, I don't know. I mean, yeah, people have smaller apartments, but it's not like New York where it's it's nothing when there's, it's smaller than this studio right now. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. very different. So. Yeah, it probably was about the size of our studio. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um, I just thought that that was a little off, off place. I think that they more so set that. That should have been set up in a New York City Vibe or city, not not Los Angeles. But. Well, I did like that uh, they're in this small place, and there's just clearly a, uh, a tarp over uh, something in yeah. the corner where they stand there for the longest time. Like, hmm, what are we doing? We're checking this place out, and then finally reveal that there is a copy. There is the thumb right there underneath of the painting. So that's why they arrest Randy, mm-hmm. uh, but only to find out that that it is a forgery. Mm-hmm. That, uh, thanks again to Doctor Edwise as he comes and points out uh, this time uh, with no arms. No arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he had broke arms last time. This time, no arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, points out that uh, with two Mona Lisas right there, uh, that both of them are deed forgeries. Mm-hmm. After <laughs> after Kyle just shoots uh, the Mona Lisa and a cop that's yeah, standing right yeah. behind it. Confidence. Yeah, and yes. I love how Angie remembers that what the real one looks like. It's because mm-hmm. his tears of her ex boyfriend yeah. are on the bottom right corner of the real painting because she left him and broke his heart. So he was crying while he was painting the thumb, and so that's what sort of gives it away what's fake and what's not fake. Exactly. So. And Giles can go and shoot someone and no one cares but of course they make a bigger deal about a painting. It just always blows my mind. <laughs> 
And I do like even with the uh, the, the mugshot they bring in, uh, they shoot on their Tanner shooting uh, uh, Randy. Their mm-hmm. first time we see on, on, on the little uh, sign that he's holding yeah. says he's a Scorpio. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah. Yes. I think that's because that's what everyone does did nowadays. They're like, oh, well, what's your sign? Yeah. Yeah. Because that means so much about a person. Same thing as their height, their weight, and yeah. stuff. Your sign. That's something mm-hmm. that defines you now. And then brings in a whole family, family afterwards. Picture. A little family photo right afterwards. Family Why portrait. not? We're here. Why not? Bring the backdrop. <laughs> but down. what about you guys? Would you ever have those family photos where you all dress alike and you know? I never did one where my family dressed alike, but I did go one year to Disney World with my uh, my dad and my sister and my stepmom and my dad. Said like, hey, you know what? We should dress alike for this. And for some reason, I was young enough to go like, hey, that's a that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were wearing these white shorts and like this brown, really like like just like a poop brown like mm-hmm. polo shirt, mm. and I and boat nice. shoes. And I just remember like mm. halfway through walking around at Epcot, like this is a terrible idea. What did I do? <laughs> but I'm stuck for the rest of the day. Like I'm dressed like my dad. Yeah. This is awful. So it was an all day thing. It wasn't just like okay, let's take the picture and go. Nope, you were stuck all, that way all oh, day man. thing. Nothing says tourists. Like, yeah. mm, there you yes. go. I mean, you're. Owning it, you're at the right yeah. place for that, though. Sure, yeah. If you're gonna go do it. So, <laughs> oh, how about you guys? Yeah, definitely with my dad. He was really big into taking pictures. We wouldn't have to wear matching outfits, but, like, my mom and I would wear maybe red, and him and my brother would wear blue, and we'd have to, like, do, like, 10 takes of it, like, perfect mm-hmm. by the tree. He's very much a perfectionist, so mm-hmm. it had to be perfect. I love those. They're all good memories to look back at now. Exactly. So. Yeah. yeah, but if you look at those photos, at least any family photos I took, I always look miserable. Like, mm-hmm. I just clearly did not want to be there, and I could not fake it. Like, you might not want to be wearing the poop brown, no, white no. shorts. <laughs> you wouldn't make it in my family, that's for sure. We would keep going until you smiled. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, terrible, terrible. You guys, did you guys post your family photos? Uh, I mean, we did, but like it wasn't post, anything. Yeah, like, it wasn't anything crazy. It was just... Pictures. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a picture. Did you didn't go to a, a photo studio and all that? Never. Uh, yeah, we that. did that with like the whole family, okay. with like the extended family. Um, oh wow! And we all like took like a huge photo. I have a huge family and stuff. We all wanted a nice, a nice portrait. Of How many of people us, were in that but, photo? Um, in that one, there was so for my dad's side, it's a little smaller. So there's probably about like twelve to fifteen of us in that. Ooh. But then we had a, a, a photographer come to my grandma's house for. Um, Another one, my mom's side of the family, and there was probably about 30 to 40 in that photo. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, they set it up in the wow. living room, and yeah, so it was great. We have them now. Looking yeah. back, it's cute yeah. now, Do you need, like, a magnifying glass to, like, yeah, find your face? There's people. so many people. Oh, it's crazy, you know. I would imagine it's, like, one of those, like, uh, grade school or uh, high school photos for sports where there's a bunch of people, like, sitting on their knees right in the front. Oh, yeah. I was a then, kid, so I was sitting on the floor. That yeah. was where I was. I was go. perched on the floor, you know. On your knees, holding the basketball. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> holding the baby at the time where my little, little cousin was. I was holding <laughs> so, yeah. Memories, guys. Memories. That's yeah. right. There you go. We'll, 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 yeah, yeah, we'll put up on uh, on Twitter, yeah. uh, on Instagram. We'll put up put all of those great photos. photos. Yeah, you guys can yeah, check it out. There. We'll hashtag it ABTV Tribeca. Check out all these great photos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to see, see this Nadine's old family there photo. You there you go. Yeah. You guys can check them out. <laughs> go well. So, uh, yeah. yeah. The, so, they see that uh, it's a forgery of the thumb. So, they go over to uh, Dr. Zayas and they go, all right, then he's the one that did it. Uh, mm-hmm. Clearly set up his brother and they find the painting of the, the thumb there. Mm-hmm. It's a double forgery, though. Boom. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And, Just what, and this was actually one of the first times where you think you have it. And they actually switched it up. And you were like, oh, hey. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Which is good. You appreciate that. Because yeah. it wasn't as, you know, an open and closed case, to mm-hmm. use cop yeah. terms. Ah, yeah. look at that. Well, I thought the different, uh, the thing that they changed up in this episode, too, was normally you don't really see 
who it was until sort of the end. They tell you in the title mm-hmm. who's the one that did it. And this one, it was just the title was called The Thumb. Um, so yeah. it, was, it didn't say, like, who actually did it. But we see that person, the perpetrator, mm-hmm. in the opening scene, which I think is very different from what they've done the past mm-hmm. three episodes. Yeah, so. absolutely. And, and I guess with having twins there, you really don't know yeah. who the real perpetrator mm-hmm. is. So that's exactly. a nice little twist on that. Exactly. Yeah, so as they figure out, as they, as they see, realize that second painting is also forgery, they realize it's a real switcheroo. Mm-hmm. Which then leads them like, oh, now we know Ooh, who really did it. Got it. Yeah, so they then one of uh, Nikki's favorite scenes are where they all the cops, the SWAT team, busts into yep. Randy's apartment, and it's just like uh, people going into a clown car mm-hmm. of sorts, where it's just yep. like tons of SWAT guys just running in there, mm-hmm. to which they pretty much are just shoulder to shoulder, all crammed inside Randy's apartment, mm-hmm. and. See what I know. I, where was the dog during all of that? I know. Yeah, I I it's it's, a, it's the same thing. You're going to have him as your partner. Where is he? Why isn't he there? Why isn't he running in? Why isn't he, he was, breaking the door? Maybe they told him to stay in the car. So yeah. I don't know if you're going to bring the dog. Use the yes. dog. I want to see the puppy. Maybe he's so. too hard to work with. He's a drama on he's set. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't come out of his trailer that yeah. day. Forget it. Yeah. There you go. Makeup wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah. Stuck doing paperwork at the office. Maybe that. Person. And I I thought Tanner actually said something clever because I'm from New York and I know living in those tiny little apartments, the fridge you do always have issues with opening and closing yeah. the fridge door and that's what he uses to hit the bad guy so yeah. I, I thought it was pretty clever and it was Tanner's first time to shine he really mm-hmm. he, this time he yeah. caught the bad guy yeah which was a first he's never done that the past three it's been Giles and Tribeca mm-hmm. it's yeah. mainly been Tribeca yeah. the past three so it's um, back that it's good to see another character kind of be able to shine and you learn more about that mm-hmm Makes you makes you connected more to the show because you connect to more of the characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you see his past, like you were saying with the refrigerator. Yeah. So he's lived in a small apartment. He's had to sort yeah. of make his way yeah. to where he is now. So now, yeah, we're we're building a little bit about his past, his history. So yeah, and then it, it ends up as Angie's uh, been struggling this whole episode that she feels like she always runs away when she gets too close to somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giles says like, "Oh man, I think we're getting closer. We're really there for each other." And then handcuffs her as she tries to get away because you feel like it's getting a little too close and personal mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So, she doesn't resist major. No. So here's the thing. Predictions. All right. Through four episodes, when does it become like a thing? When it take take? Let's go. Frank? Let's, uh, let's see. I, I guess if you're planning, because you never know if you're going to get a season two. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, I figure. When, okay, we'll go first kiss. That's when yeah. we'll, you know, the determining factor. Frank, so when do you think that first kiss you've will You've got, be? what, ten episodes in the first season? So mm-hmm. I'm going to say, eh, I'll say episode eight. Oh, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nikki, I'm gonna go with. I think they really believe there's gonna be a second series, or you know, second season. So I think they're gonna wait till the last episode, season or episode ten, and then make you wait until whenever they start season two to kind of really dive into it. Ooh. So bold. That's good. All right. And I think episode seven, they're going to have a kiss, but it's going to be an accidental kiss. I think something's going to happen where they Ooh, run into each other, like and it's that. an accident, oh, and then they freak out, and then one of them throws <laughs> up, or one of them punches the other one, or something crazy happens with an accidental kiss, but then later they're all, they're like, well, I kind of like that. You know, it's like one of those yeah. things, well, maybe, you know, but they like really... That, that awkward moment. Yeah, that like, but they really uh, freak uh, out when it first happens. It wasn't planned, and so I think that's, a, that's what's going to happen Here we go. Soon, we got so. seven. You got, wait, you were seven, I right? Eight. eight. You were eight, ten, ten, ten seven. seven. You? you know what? I'll go nine. Nine. I'll, oh. nine. I'll okay. be the one. I have no reason for this. Okay. I'm just, you know, we have... Yeah. Th- there you go. So one of us will be right Seven, or all eight, of us ten. will be wrong. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. here comes episode six and yeah. there it is. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll probably all be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. And then we learn the real reason you never want to be handcuffed to your partner is that sometimes they want to go poop. Mm. And then you've got to go yeah. with them. It's yeah. never a good thing. It's guys. the unfortunate thing that no one ever 
you know, thinks mm-hmm. about if you ever handcuffed to someone. That, yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully you're not handcuffed to anyone. And I don't want to be handcuffed to someone. <laughs> so, probably I'm never in that predicament. But yeah. Yeah, So I that know. was the thumb affair. And I have to say, yeah. over uh, the four episodes we watched, this is, I mean, while enjoyable, probably my least favorite out of the four. How about mm-hmm. you guys? Um, I don't know if it was my least favorite, um, but I definitely like, I mean, we've reviewed three and four now. I'd definitely like three better than, than four, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it was my least favorite. I don't know if I have a least favorite yet. Mm-hmm. I think some of them yeah. are high and low in, in all of them for me. So I think there you can start to tell, and this is something that as you shoot an episode, you just get more and more comfortable with the other characters. And I think that's what we're seeing here. Mm-hmm. Whereas the pilot, it was really, you know, look at any pilot of a show. Heck, you go back and watch the Friends pilot or the mm-hmm. Office pilot, and you're like... Wow, that just seemed like really structured and stiff, and yeah, yeah, I mean, it's something that goes without saying mm-hmm. when you know they start doing more of a show and doing more episodes that people get more comfortable, and that just shows. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what I've realized watching three and four is that there's just that more comfortability factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like the fourth episode because I love John Michael Higgins, and he had such a, like a good part in it, and then also seeing more of Tanner and just seeing all their characters evolve more. So I think as the show progresses, I'm going to like each episode more and more mm-hmm. and more. Yeah. Oh, all right. What, what about that? you? Uh, I guess, you know, I just, uh, I, I mean, it was, I guess we're, I, I'm going to say it's my worst favorite. My worst favorite? My worst favorite. Worst favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's my worst favorite? Yeah, it's my worst favorite, guys. I'm going to stick with that. That's my new thing. Okay. It's, my, it's my worst favorite. Worst favorite. Okay. There <laughs> That's we go. what we thought of episodes three and four of Angie Tribeca, but mm-hmm. feel free to let us know what you think, folks. Uh, uh, hit us on Twitter there at hashtag ABTV Tribeca. Mm-hmm. Tag all of us there, and we'll, uh, we'll mm-hmm. keep the conversation going even after yeah, the show yeah. there. there. Yeah, and go. we will look forward to pictures. Yeah. Yes. Family photos. Put on family photos. Mugshot and family photo side by side. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll yeah. be back next week. Right. You're, not the only, you're not the only one who's committed a crime. Oh, I think we got, oh, we got to talk about oh, that. What next. is that coming up next week? Tease. Oh, that's right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Nadine, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at NadineDP3. You can find me on Twitter at MichaelKlausTV, on Instagram at TheOnlyMC. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at NikkiPrestonTV and Instagram at Nikki.Preston. And you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie, and then check me out at Iowa West with my improv team, Max, uh, Tuesday nights at 9.30. There you go. That's there it for us. Go. We'll see you next week here on next After Monday. Buzz. And yeah. you Rebecca After Show. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After Shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.